Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your co-host, Tenant Michael, back for another attack in your ears. Okay. Very good, Mike. Um, So um, I'm currently crashing at Mike's place. If you listened last week, you'll know that uh, because of an investigation going on at my house, which we don't need to get into. Basically, a I dead think butler. We, we, well, well, oh, he died since well, last yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he was old. That is terrible. Well, he, he wasn't. You said he was in his mid fifties. Yes, which if you're, he's Hungarian, and if you're Hungarian, that's... I guess in that part of the world, that's equivalent to being, you know, in your nineties. I think in so. North America, mm-hmm. yeah, slobs. So anyway, I'm here. I'm uh, I'm at Mike's. I've been crashing at Mike's, and I think it's it's been pretty good, right? It's been fun. Um. It. Uh, I plead the fifth. Actually, no comment, uh, Your Honor. The problem is, listen, James. I like you. You're a great landlord. You know, I consider you a, uh, my closest friend. I don't consider you. But this isn't a huge apartment, and we have been snowed in recently. There was a huge mm-hmm. snowstorm over the weekend, and uh, basically, two men in a small apartment uh does not uh go go so well oh uh, well it's been fine for i don't think we've had any uh issues or uh problems really they, can you name any well you come in quite late every night usually not alone mm-hmm. dot 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 mm-hmm. uh lots of noise um <clears throat> but one there was one specific thing that really got my goat this oh this is the shower yes i'm talking about the shower okay Do you, tell you know what list- actually i think the listeners will Actually, I actually want to say tell the listeners about this because they're so going to be on be my, on my side, side about that. No, they'll be on my side about this. I doubt that very much because it's insane that you you this is a problem for you. Okay, so if if any other a lot of probably people who listen to this podcast who you know identify more with me than Mike are probably big flashlight users. I have a flashlight. Just before you continue, if you've got any little ones around the radio or your ear pods, you might want to get them away. What? Well, it might be, or or it might be good to teach them when they're younger, Michael. Okay. Anyway, point is, I'm a flashlight guy. I have one at home, and I have one I travel with. And whenever I travel, I I have a shower mount for my flashlight that I take to hotels when I'm on the road, and I take when I stay at other people's houses. Utterly disgusting. No, it, oh my, ugh. whatever. So. Anyway, obviously, when I'm crashing in mics, I'm going to set up my flashlight mount in the shower. I don't think, if you, if you have a house guest for a while, I really don't think that's that, that would be that surprising to go, oh, you know, he, he brought a little uh, clock radio or, or whatever. Uh, oh, he uh, brought a flesh. Radio, well, you know what I mean? It's a normal. A clock radio is a heck of a lot different from a flashlight. I'll tell you one way it's different. You don't put your thing in a clock radio and... Anyway, anyway, this is a, you, this is poor form as a as a guest in my. Mike apartment. lost it because I put a flashlight mount in his shower, and he's acting like I murdered someone. Okay, it's not only that you you know altered my shower; it's that you put it in there without telling me what it is. I'm a bit of a naive guy. I admit it. I'm not you know as worldly as you. Definitely not as as horny. I didn't know what this thing was mounted in my shower. Uh-huh. And get get a load of this, listeners. I thought that James had installed in my shower a trinket holder. 
Yes, a That's trinket insane. holder. And so there I was taking my shower, and I look and I saw this thing on the wall, and I said, okay, perfect. I took off grandma's ring, which I always wear. It was her wedding ring. Took off my nice necklace. Took off my medical alert bracelet. Why do you have a necklace? And I inserted them into what I thought was a trinket holder, but was actually a dirty, disgusting fleshlight. You wear your you wear a necklace. Yeah, you never see me when I take my shirt off. Is that your necklace? grandma's necklace? Uh, grandpa's necklace, grandma's ring. It was her wedding ring. Why do she you gave wear it, them? She gave me the ring on her deathbed and said, uh, give this to the woman you marry, who I'm still looking for. Anyway, this is all to say that... Why would you put them in a flashlight? I thought it was a trinket holder. And this. The c- c- fast forward to later in the evening, and I told you about this. James was laughing at me, and I realized, oh my God. Grandma's probably looking down at me from heaven, shaking her head, because she knows that her beautiful wedding ring and her husband's necklace and my medical alert sp- bracelet are covered in your jizz, James. Oh, my. You know what? Absolutely she's, unacceptable. She's probably looking down going, wow, my grandson's a nerd. He, he couldn't. He sees she's, a flashlight and he doesn't go ahead and use it? She's not spying on me in the shower. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about this. Like misunderstanding. You, you, I don't. I actually no. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. You have. You don't understand th- that we're in 2020 and there are I flashlights out there. I understand we're in 2020. You sir are paying for the cleaning of uh, my jewelry. No industrial cleaning. Probably worth five dollars, so I wouldn't worry about it. Anyway, so that's where that's where we're at as as roomies. Basically, aside from that, it's a yeah. I'm living with a. I'm living with basically an Amish person. That's not true. I use electricity and I and the and Wi-Fi. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Roomies, great. Um, Before we continue, we'd like to um, just send a shout out to all of our beautiful, wonderful Patreon uh, (laughs) subscribers. There's not a lot of you, but you're a powerful uh, group. Don't self-cuckas, Mike. There, there are a lot of them. There's a and lot. And we love them, and we, we appreciate it. We love them. We and love if them you, you know what I was thinking of a good thing to say? If you can't do our Patreon, just tell your friends tell your about friends. the show. Walk up the stairs to your friend's house, ring the doorbell, tell mm. them about the show. Give them a phone call. Middle of the night. Write them a letter. Peer in a friend's window. Knock on the window. Or don't knock. Just talk. Talk. Open the window and talk to them. Throw a rock through the window and tell them about... The what is the, pa- the Patreon website? Patreon.com slash Landlord Tenant. You know, think about it. We're going we're gonna to do bonus episodes. Yeah, we're, oh, we, we've got We've some done some stuff. already and we're going to do more. Yes. They're marinating yes. right now in the fridge. I wonder if uh, maybe we should just... Uh, should we do our segment or is there anything else we wanted to... I'm ready to hop right in. And do our segment? Sure. Um, and, uh, this sorry. is a segment, by the way, that is basically uh, taken from the headlines. Yes. Of the yes. news. Yes. This is straight from the headlines. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan. Mm-hmm. Are, are they moving to Canada? Because sometimes pe- some people were like, are. it could be North America. And then everyone's like, oh, they're going to go to LA. And North America is big. It is. So they should. They could go to Mexico. They, the news should should narrow it down a bit. But as far as I understand, just the other day, they uh, officially, uh, consciously uncoupled from the royal family officially, and are setting up shop in in Canada. Hmm. And um, I don't know about you, James, but I keep on seeing Harry and Meghan all over Toronto. I have too. So we thought it'd be funny just to, uh, as a segment, talk about some of the interesting and. Frankly, unexpected places we've run into Harry and Meghan recently. That's right. That's right. Well, um, why don't you go first, Mike? Sure, I'd love to, James. Thank you very much. It's very polite. It's it's nice to see you 
uh, with manners after some of the things we've been through together as, as roommates. So the other day, I was on Queen Street here in Toronto, uh, and if you're listening from outside of the city, it's basically our Fifth Avenue. It's like our Piccadilly Circus. Mm. Is that what you'd say? Yeah, I guess so. Sure. And I went into a shopper's drug mart, which is a uh, drugstore here, and I was standing in line with my stuff, my medicine, which I shall not uh, reveal. And who do I see in front of me but a familiar-looking couple? And uh, wouldn't you know, it It was Harry and Megan standing in front of me, and do you know what they were carrying? What? Two, they each had under their arms gigantic, like those 12 packs of toilet paper. Really? Yeah, right there in front, like commoners, right? Yeah, I bought those at Shoppers. So my jaw hit the floor, and I I tapped Harry and Megan on the shoulder, and I said, Excuse me, Duchess, Prince, I never expected to see you two in Shoppers Drug Mart, and what's more, I didn't know that Royals, I didn't know you bought your own toilet paper. Yeah, you'd almost think they'd have some wretched butler to a servant do or it them yeah. yeah do it for them and they just grinned at me and laughed and started nodding and they said uh, this was harry he said in that posh voice of his he said everybody poops uh, and we just broke up laughing right there in shoppers wow makes me think of the rem song everybody hurts but with a weird oh, al God. twist imagine if imagine if stipe or weird al had said that yeah, yeah. yeah. well i saw harry and megan too um i was actually at the young and bloor subway Oh, I love that one. Yes, it's great. It's That's really where the two, full. The, the lines sort of intersect. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Not in St. George. And anyway, I was there at like 5 p.m., so it was jammed, trying to go southbound Rush on the out. Young and Bloor subway. It was a nightmare. And, I, and it was just so packed, and I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I can squeeze in this, this subway car. Right. And then this redhead guy uh, in the middle of the crowd turns to me, and he goes, huh, it's nothing compared to the tube in London. And it was, oh. yes, it was Harry. And then, I guess because he's so used to the crowded tube in London, he just squeezed right into the subway, but it was almost supernatural. Like, the, really? the space that he squeezed into was very narrow. It was almost like, but I guess if, you, if you're maybe, if you're from London or Tokyo, you, busy places, you're able to just squeeze right. into small places. It was So he's a squeezer. He's yeah. Like a, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, rats have collapsible spines. Yes. That's why they can that fit under doors. Mm-hmm. Do you think that royal uh, royalty has a similar sort of thing where they can like bend it, their it bones. It might be or... the only explanation. He squeezed into a really small area. Interesting. All right. Well, here's a second place I saw them. Now, you know me, I'm a big foodie, right? And uh, recently, Toronto celebrated the opening of a brand new, it's more than a restaurant. It's like a food uh, theme park. It's Emporium. called Italy. Yes. And it is full of Italian food. There's one in New York City. Now there's mm-hmm. one here. And, uh, you know, it's got something for everyone. And I was standing in line for a slice of pizza at Italy, right? Mm-hmm. And I turn over, I, I look over at one of the tables, and it's like it's a feast mm-hmm. laden for like a giant fam, like a Last Supper type thing. Mm-hmm. But it was just two people sitting there. And it was Harry and Megan. And Megan, well, she wasn't eating anything. She actually had her arms crossed and looked a little bit upset. Huh. But Harry, Harry was pigging out on all sorts of food. He was eating... Uh, bruschetta, he was eating fettuccine alfredo, giant piles of arancini balls. Uh, he was eating also pizza and some lasagna, because it's all Italian food, yes, you understand? only Italian food. And then, to, as a f- dessert treat, he was eating scoop after scoop of gelato. Ha! Huh. 
And he's not a big guy, right? No, yeah, he's skinny. That kind of food you'd expect it to be Louis Anderson or, or something, yes, not Prince yes. Harry. But, well, you know, Megan is aware that if he keeps eating this way, he won't be a small guy for long, because mm. she crossed her arms and she was just shaking her head, and I overheard her say, Mind your waistline there, buddy. Oh, wow. So she knows. That's a wild right? story. He's got to be careful. Wow. Because as you age, your metabolism slows down. Yes. And, and you know what Harry said in response? What? He raised his hand and he went, hey. Oh, Italian uh, style. Yeah. Um, well, I saw them another time also. I was actually down They're in... They're everywhere. They are. I was down in Ni- the Niagara region at a winery there. Oh, it's... Jackson a, Triggs. Famous for its wines. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I saw Harry and Megan there enjoying a glass of wine. And Harry's just loving it. And he turns to me and he goes, I can't believe I never knew the secret. He's drinking this Niagara wine. Secret. And I go, what secret, Harry? What are you talking about? And he goes, the secret that Ontario wines are just as good as anything I've ever had from France, Italy, or South America, and at comparable prices. All I need to do is drive two hours to Niagara to get it. And I laughed, and I go, when we get back to Toronto, I've got to introduce you to a little thing called the wine rack. And then yeah, and then he goes, "My God!" Huh? And I'm like, "We'll we'll we'll figure it out when we get to Toronto." Oh, he's gonna love the wine yes, rack. he's gonna love the wine rack. It's open later than the LCBO. It's only Canadian wine. Yeah, and cider, and Canadian cider, and they have, I believe, their own brand of uh, Irish cream. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and you know what? When you go in a wine rack, it's often a fun vibe. There's mm-hmm. one around Bloor and Spadina. They're playing music. They're yes. they're giving you f- as many free samples as you want. Yeah, you can get tanked for free if you go to the wine. You rack. can, and I see university students going in there, and I think that's what they're doing. Interesting. Um, so my third and final sighting of uh, Harry and Meghan. And by the way, if they're listening, welcome to our city <laughs> and our country. Um. So, you know, I'm a bit of an amateur musician. I like to tinkle the keyboard every now and then. And I was recently mm. at uh, Steve's Music on Queen Street, mm-hmm. just near Spadina. It's uh, a Canadian music chain. And I was in there to get some, uh, some uh, keyboard grease. <laughs> really? My, That's my, yeah, my a keyboard, thing? The, some of the keys got a little rusty and stuck. Anyway... Uh, they have like those the the guitar room, and you're allowed to like try out guitars and amps and pedals and stuff. And I hear this god awful racket. It's so loud, and it's someone playing. You know the opening riff to uh, Lenny Kravitz. Are you gonna go my way? Yeah. It's like, ding, 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 yeah. And it's playing. And it's it's sounding good. It's loud. It's distorted. It's got real real tude. And I look in the little window in the door, and who's playing it? But Megan. <laughs> She's a rocker. I did not know that. Did you know? She, I didn't know she was a rocker either. And she was really good. And she was, you know, bobbing her head. And she wasn't alone in the little guitar uh, booth. Hmm. Harry was there too. And he was dancing and clapping <laughs> and stomping his feet and huh. banging his head. Just having a freaking wild time in there. It was so... It's a side of the couple you don't usually see. Hmm. So she's a big Lenny Kravitz fan. The early, earlier yeah. stuff, yeah, the and hard stuff. She's, but I mean, the real takeaway for me is that she can, she can make that baby talk. <laughs> the guitar, I mean, huh? Yeah. Well, my final time. I'll tell you about my final experience <laughs> here. I was at Yuck Yucks, which is a Toronto stand-up comedy club. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of tourists go to go to watch comedy there. Jim Carrey got his start there. I That's believe. true. And I was watching, and there was a stand-up there, but he kind of had a, he had sort of a big curly hair, and he didn't, you know, he had big glasses on, it was hard to tell who he was. Right. And uh, 
he does all these classic jokes, you know, yeah. uh, you can't say anything these days. And he started joking about his stepmom, kind of not liking his stepmom. And then he okay. started be joking about how he's annoyed at his Snoopy grandma. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, this could be anybody. This could be Tom Henry for all I know. This could uh-huh. be any stand-up. Yeah. And then he starts doing this, these jokes about how he's wondering if his uncle might be a pedophile. And I'm going, who okay. is this guy? Went backstage. He took off the wig. It was Prince Harry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So he's trying out uh, stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Now oh, that yeah. he's away from the family and, you know, the spotlight. It might be why he left. And if you're going to leave, I think you'd go to Toronto to, to make it happen. I Absolutely. Mean. Well, it's, you know, he, he's smart because a lot of today's top stand-up comedians come from generational wealth. <laughs> so he, I, I, I have every, you know, I, every confidence in him that he'll, he'll succeed. Well, that's the segment. Um, if you've seen Harry and Meghan around and you're listening, you want to let us know, shoot us a tweet at LT Podmess. That's right. Uh, so why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? And welcome back to the show, everybody, whether you're young or old. It's time to bring on this week's guest. He is a... Famous musician from Toronto itself. Let's welcome Steve Sladkowski. Hi, hello. Hi, Hi. Steve. Thank you for joining us. Thank, yeah, thanks for having me. Wow, this is exciting. Can we announce what band you're a part of? If you want to. So Steve is part of the band Pup. Yes. Who I feel like are pretty big. I was saying to Mike, I feel like in 2020, it's it's like harder to be a big rock band than it was in the past because you don't you don't often see rock bands i feel like popping up into the public consciousness as much as they used to Uh, yeah it's been uh a slow grind upward (laughs) i don't know like uh, um uh yeah i think in a way like um the like the opportunities that are sort of afforded to bands that are willing to work Mm -hmm. Just sort of like actually hit the road and tour be, mm. because people aren't really buying records. It's like, yeah. it's a little bit more. It's there if you want to put the work in, mm. I think. Uh, and then we've also just been like really lucky. Mm. It's sort of a mix of stuff. I don't know. Well, that's great. I mean, you guys have had, you, uh, 2019 seemed, seems to have been a, a a banner year for you guys. You made a lot of best of lists. Yeah. With uh, um, yeah, last yeah. morbid stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, it's you can never predict that. I don't know. I feel like like it's like with creative work that you do. I guess you kind of just are like, all right, like we have this much time and this much money. This is what we ca- like. Let's try and use it well. And we, I, I don't know that we did or we didn't. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those. It seems things. like you did. Yeah, like. It's I'm just like I had to go back and learn um uh I had to learn like a song like a B-side cuz we're going to just like start trying to play it live and see if anything like comes right. comes from it and mm. and I was like I was like oh I I did not record this like from the beginning of the song to the end I just did it piecemeal and I was like what the how the fuck am I going to play this thing oh like, no uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's that's interesting. B- besides, because in the age of of streaming or whatever, as soon as music went online, the sort of art of the B side kind of disappeared in a way, didn't it? Like, I, I yeah, I mean, like I guess people put out like digital singles, but right. it's like I, I don't know. I'm also like kind of a like I'm like a vinyl. 
Right. Like I fetishize the vinyl side of it. So, and who are, I'm trying to think of like bands that are like that were very uh, particular and took care with B sides. Like I feel like a band like I don't know the Jam or like the Smiths always like made sure they didn't just put like a a clanker on yeah. the side. Yeah, I mean even like think about how many like seven inches like fucked up put out. Right, like you know, it's just like that's it. It was a run of two hundred. It's like I don't know. I think that that stuff too. Like now, because it's all kind of digital, and we just rent music. We don't actually own it. Like if Mm. you actually take the step to do something interesting with the physical, right? I hate that. I I, even when it was MP3s, I felt like I oh I have these songs. I feel like I have a library, Mm. and I hate the sort of shift to streaming where. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're renting it. It's like renting a video, and it is cool. It I feel the same way with records because it's it it you're not used to anymore having to listen to a whole album in a way that's like you realize is really fun. You think it'd be so much more convenient just to hear specific songs, but I'm a record head too. Michael, are you? I love records. I love. <laughs> There's remember when Neil Young was trying to get his, uh, his was it Pono? Pono, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I was an investor. You're an investor. You did. This, yeah. this is where your land. Yeah, that's part of where from. my wealth comes from. Because Neil Young is such a guy who's like nothing sounds as good as vinyl, and then he then tried to launch his own digital thing because it, it sounded better than MP3s. Yeah, I mean, he's, but no one really was into it. It's like it's like the like like the the like web 2.0 version <laughs> of the guys trading like high audio like codec right. like grateful dead rip like like <laughs> but imagine hearing a song like piece of crap uh with like a th- audio quality i know i mean only that imagine lossless playback is what i require actually that's kind of my <laughs> oh man so this is you guys, it's just the beginning of, of 2020. Yep. You got some big stuff ahead. Sure. You're doing Coachella. We are. That's amazing. Yeah, it's... I'm, I'm California. California, baby. <laughs> Palm Springs. One of your shows, I believe, is on my birthday, April 17th. April 17th, oh, three days before mine. Out. Excellent. There you Have go. Have you been to Coachella before? No, I would never go to a music <laughs> festival. <laughs> So, it seems wild. I mean, what? No, go to music festivals. They're important. That's one question I wanted to ask you is, is Pup making a sort of documentary about preparing for Coachella the same way Beyonce did mm. with Homecoming, mm. where it's like you're eating right, you're uh, working out? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to do both of those things, but that's not for a documentary. That's just so I can, you know. <laughs> and Jay-Z ap- appears every now and then just yeah. in a big Jay- jacket. Actually, you know, now that you, <laughs> Jay will be there. Yeah. Is he going to be there? He's going to, for with us. Oh, not, right, on with, stage. Not with Bay. <laughs> He's um, your hype man, right? For, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that Linkin Park Jay-Z crossover is just. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a. a, a a uh, overture <laughs> that's the word i'm looking for um yeah no it's cool uh, that stuff uh festivals uh, yeah there are a couple of bigger festivals this year which is cool i saw um, you're doing download as well which is like download a heavy, like a metal heavy, festival the same day as kiss wow so and kiss and iron maiden and corn are on that festival will you will you do you think be able to get into kiss's dressing room and and, and say hello i'm gonna or, try or corn <laughs> i mean i would you know i'm gonna try Will you get to be Eddie with Iron Maiden? I th- I think they're on a different day than us. That's oh the God. only thing with, with Iron Because I would love... That, that was like... the. It was cool to see that we were on the same day as Kiss, you know? Um, uh, uh, but I, I've never seen Maiden. 
You know, I saw them in the summer at the. What yeah. it used to be called Molson Amphitheater. Now Budweiser, 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 yeah, yeah. Budweiser, great brand oh, of beer. Right on. But they were amazing, and they look like they have been preserved. They look exactly <laughs> like they did in their '90s videos. The only difference is Bruce Dickinson has short hair now. Uh-huh. But they, all the other guys, look exactly the same. Eddie came out during, I believe, the Trooper, oh, and they course. had a sword of he fight. Did, that Eddie, and then it ended with Bruce Dickinson. With a musket shooting Eddie in the balls, and then Eddie running away, yep. standing up though, yeah, taking, taking one directly <laughs> in the package and staying standing. I mean, he's a zombie, so I don't yeah, know what I, kind hey. of strength he has, but yeah, oh my God, it's superhuman, surely. <laughs> I would be intrigued to meet Corn when I was in grade twelve. <laughs> Head or I, monkey? Who, who oh, were you? I'm a Jonathan Davis. Uh, oh. I liked the the freak on a leash when I was in grade twelve. I think the scatting. I didn't. Yes, to meet Corn. And um, there were, there was a show on I think A and E. They tried to make like a Pawn Stars, but disturbed like a oddity pawn stars it was like you know a fetus in a jar store oh sure yeah and jonathan davis was in it he was on an episode i remember watching it and he has he has like a collection of um like weird um operating tools from like the oh, 100 years ago medical used. yes yeah yeah, yeah. Like what's scissors. that show called the the show about like the victorian hospital not nip and tuck the one that's like oh anyway. the nick oh the, the nick, nick. Yeah, yes. yeah 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 he probably Steven loves the nick right very, very so, dark <laughs> have you have you met any like Guys who are in like sort of sc- like scary bands, and they turn out to be way different than their persona. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Great big C. <laughs> Great, yeah, 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 yeah. Alan, those guys are actually from Alberta. The whole thing is a put <laughs> it's a on. Ruse. Um, I don't, I don't like. We haven't been around a lot of the like the like face paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people but this is all the more reason to get into kisses dressing room yeah i did hear this is like an apocryphal story i think but oh please tell it uh, apparently the reason that uh, photographers are only allowed to shoot the first three songs of like a band set is because kiss that was as long as their makeup would stay on (laughs) that's what i heard someone told me that honest to god after they just start melting and yeah yeah and then they look like just like shitty old dudes right like i love imagining kiss who are now in their what mid-60s these just like hairy stinky guys like putting on (laughs) clown makeup and just like swearing and and backstage platforms just (laughs) we really we did this oh my god but kiss i think is it only two is it only gene and and paul who are the originals still in the touring version Do you know? <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, look. When we asked you to do the pod, yeah, we thought <laughs> we were going to talk about Kiss. But Corn Iron Maiden, that's download. The question back to Coachella, if I may. The big news is that Rage Against the Machine have reformed. Are you excited? And are you going to try and sneak into their dressing room as well? Uh, Which is what I imagine bands do. You sneak into each other's uh, dressing rooms. I am sincerely excited to see Rage Against I would the be Machine. too. I really would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when we found out that it was like, like no disrespect to Frank Ocean. But when we found out we were on the day with Rage, we were like, yeah. This, that is yeah, so exciting. Wow. Uh, but uh, uh, yes, I, I would like to, I, I, I would like to know how Tom... Tom Morello does some of that stuff. Does he famously cover up his pedal board so no one knows what what he's pressing? There was in? like I I don't yeah I don't know I, I although like I will say that kind of gatekeeping of tone 
is truly uh, <laughs> that's disappointing stuff. Is he? I'm. I obviously don't know what I'm talking about, but is he considered a sort of guitar virtuoso to some degree? Yeah, I think he's a bit of a god, like a little low key. Mm-hmm. But you know, he was one of the one of those guys. Uh, uh, I was actually talking to this about uh, about this with you know Mike Lariche. He was he was in Darcy's and in Fake Palms. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Toronto musician. We ran into each other on the Ossington bus. You know, as oh yeah, sixty three. Many people do. <laughs> uh, popular route. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you going north or south? Uh, south, yeah, south, yeah. Uh, uh, we we were talking about how he's like, Tom Morello was like one of those guys that like when you were like 15, you're like, whoa, Tremolo, what's that about? How did he do that? You know, and there was a lot of that like, like, like when I was buying Guitar World. Yes. From the newsstand. Actually, I had a subscription. I'm not. That's, I won't be. Uh, you know those those riffs, those like full transcriptions of Rage Against the Machine riffs in the back, in the yes. back of those magazines wow. were. You know, would I, they? Like, they would have tab, but also the notation. I would read the tab. I'm trying to remember. Would they sort of hint at like what the like the pedal or the sound was? Like, yeah, there'd delay, be little things like... written in between the double staff line. You know, <laughs> I remember yeah. in, oh, a ra- yeah. in a Rage Against the Machine booklet. They're, they made some note that was like, all the sounds on this album are from these four guys playing drums, guitar, bass, and vocals. Like, they made a point to say, you know, these crazy sounds are just from the guitar or whatever. Yeah. I like that they they, 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 like, they make it seem like they they were like, like in one take. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Real bands don't use keyboards or yeah. samples. Yeah. <laughs> and how wrong they were. <laughs> Do you guys... The big question on everyone's mind, are you guys going to do an electronic album? I Get mean, a DJ in. Yeah, I, look, I would lo- love to be rich. Sure. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. We've the, the we've always put the emphasis, I, I, this is going to sound silly, just given that I made fun of them making it sound like it was them playing in a room, but that's what we, that's kind of how we write and how and try tried to like, like as like a leaping off point or a starting point. And then, uh, uh, you know, but we've we've put like synth stuff and right. like drum machines and stuff on the on the record. But this has always been kind of a making sure that it can somehow work as like the four of us playing, playing like you said, uh, instead of recording something like bar by bar that you then have to like try and reproduce on stage. Yeah, there's a f- um, when you were saying that, I remember when I guess it was a while ago when they were still together. Sonic Youth did like a classic album live of like daydream nation and i remember reading an interview with thurston moore where he was like we didn't know how what tuning any of that was in so they didn't know how to like even try and recreate those songs anymore. yeah that's the seems wild (laughs) you'd think you'd think that they would have written stuff like that down yeah, I guess not. Like, I and I guess all their gear was stolen as well. Oh, that's, between that, that's so, right. That's but. right. <laughs> Man, I, someone told me. I don't know if this is. I think this is true. It may also be apocryphal, but that the guy from Boston was like a total freak about music, and that he recorded like every note separately, not even like just the chords or the guitar, <laughs> that, like every single note. That's like a Jeff Lynn thing too. Oh. Like the electric light orchestra. I love yellow. <laughs> oh yeah. And it does sound amazing. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Apparently but he's meticulous too- about recording like everything every, like a in single isolation. drum. My God. Wow. Strike. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do How you think the- that helps? Like it, do- I mean, it yellow sound- does sound really it, good, right? What it sounds like is a, you have access to a lot of cocaine <laughs> and, and, 
and B, I mean, like, it, it, just like time, like it, it, it must be because, like, I've I know people who have had to do like drum kits, like full drum kit, but no cymbals, huh? Because the like wash of the right. cymbal interferes with the the like sound of the drums, um, which like if you ever want to see a drummer really sweat, like that <laughs> is, do you like hit a ghost cymbal? Essentially, yeah. So they'll, they'll wow. like they'll like it'll be set up like there are cymbals, and they'll just take the cymbal off, and they'll so wow. you'll still see the motion happen. Uh, uh, yeah, that, I don't. Mm-mm. Well, do you think Jeff Lynne's studio like uh, anal retentiveness is maybe what <laughs> killed Roy Orbison? <laughs> 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 and Tom Petty <laughs> and George Harrison and eventually <laughs> Bob Dylan not that I want that <laughs> but uh, uh, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do so yeah does do you as pop do you record the drums is everything done in isolation or do you record four um, on the floor uh, everyone yes <laughs> sort of a sort of a it's sort of a cross um so what we'll do is uh the four of us will play through something like in the studio all together with the goal of getting the bass and the drum parts kind of locked in as like a, a single take um, as sort of a way to have that kind of like, there's like a, a foundation there. Um, and then what we've kind of found is it, it's a little bit because we're trying to focus on like having a song actually written. So all those parts are ready. Um, it gives us a little more leeway with the guitars uh, to kind of like experiment a little more with like tones and sounds. Right. Um, so, you know, get the, the energy is kind of the most important thing, but then like knowing that then we, we can kind of play this part well and with energy, you, we kind of like, will experiment a little bit more, but we, cool. early on, this is only something that like, like for the last record we did, like early on, it was like the four of us in the room, like go. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's it must be kind of rare. In, yeah, in, I mean, other than the vocals, sorry. Right, other right. than the vocals, the vocals were always done afterward. But yeah, the four of us. Yeah, I mean, it really again, it's like a it's like a, a time and a money thing. Like, and right. I think a lot of those like amazing like lo-fi like famous punk records are kind of like they came in and they had this much time and right. go for it. You know? Yeah, it's weird how production can up it or or ruin stuff like when you hear like demos of i when i was in um <laughs> in high school i was a huge weezer fan uh-huh. and like rivers cuomo would put out demos he made and they were like so good and then you'd hear him on an album five years later and they were terrible i guess it was production because it would just suddenly sound what sounded kind of cool would sound so cheesy yeah it's it's like a very like it's a really fine line i think there like there's like a lot of a lot of bands who can like you make these amazing, lush-sounding, incredible songs, but then it's like, how do you perform those? And like, some people just don't give a shit, mm. which I almost admire. They're like, you know, I just put it like, like tracks, like like I said, right. we were at Reading in Leeds in the summer, and I saw Charlie XCX, mm-hmm. and it's like she didn't. Uh, there was no pretense of trying to make it seem like it was live. It was like her mm. and like a kind of minimalist stage setup, <laughs> and the like audio just blaring so was there even a band or was it just like nah. uh like a high production karaoke <laughs> yes effectively yeah yeah yeah. wow yeah so it's like i feel like maybe i'm older and whatever but it's like I, I, back in the day i probably would have been like this is bullshit <laughs> and and now more i was just like oh i'm kind of bored but i get it mm. you know like that was sort of like yeah huh. 
What? She made she made a lot of money that day. She she did, the yeah. overhead of the cost was not right. Yeah. Only just no is that where bands pay. make their money? Like lives, festivals, yeah, yeah. And now, live yeah, and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. interesting. Although, if the listeners out there want to buy records, they should do that. And where can they do it? And we, uh, we'll uh, on the web, <laughs> on the World Wide Web. Okay. www uh, dark dot, web uh no okay. light <laughs> might want to get on there do you have anything on the dark web <laughs> no 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 no. i don't even i don't even know i don't even know where it is uh, um uh, yeah just pop the band pop the band on, across across the the light web i wanted to ask you a question because you uh i think in march the band was on seth myers yeah in new york city new york city and i noticed that one of the guests was amy schumer yeah did you get to meet amy schumer she said hi boys hey that's kind of nice that's yeah. cool she did do she did do a a bit about like she put on like the, the fat suit and made herself <laughs> look more pregnant and like did a whole bit about it and it was actually like i was like oh, that's, okay yeah yeah and that's then she funny. was gone that was a really uh, nerve nerve wracking. That must be so experience. stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Seth nice? Um, yeah, he was so nice, hmm. and so was Fred. Oh, we right. got we, Fred was there, you know, because cool. he was a punk drummer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So was he like the band leader that he week was or whatever? that day? He wasn't sitting in. It wasn't someone else sitting in. So that was cool. Did we he talk cool. to you guys about your band? He did. He came backstage and like uh, like uh, wow. uh, talked to Zach, our drummer, for a while, and then. Zach was like, I he's like, I don't expect a response, but I gotta send him like a DM being like, hey, thanks, that was really cool. And Fred responded to his DM and cool. was like, I meant wow. what I said, like, which was cool. Um, That's cool. Uh, yeah, I guess Seth is like Seth. We were told was like an old punk, like huh. from like <laughs> doesn't read that way. Yeah, you yeah, never yeah. know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently he was like an old. He's like an old. He's like friends with Craig Finn and shit. He used to go as Seth Danger. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Um, but yeah, the like mechanics of that, like a production like that, we had to be there at like 10 in the morning, but they didn't start shooting it until 6 PM. So it was wow. kind of like eight wow. hours of like, just waiting uh, in a green room wow. or like we did a sound check, but like it was like, it's such a heavy union venue that they, we weren't allowed to open our cases. Whoa. They literally oh, had to, wow. we couldn't touch our cases when they were like coming out of the loading elevator and they had to take them off. And actually, physically open them for us. Wow. We were not so we're like allowed. New York Union stuff. And, like, and it'd wow. be like, hey, 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 get out of there! Wow, like they would actually. We're gonna play your on. song tonight on we, the show. Uh, we're, the te- we're the Teamsters, so I don't know who you think you are, but it was like fully. Uh, wow. Like, and then, and then once like they kind of realized that we were cool and we weren't like. <laughs> We weren't like the crew. Like I don't know if they thought we were the crew or whatever, but like yeah, 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 we weren't allowed to do. It was like dark stage until wow. exactly that minute. It wow. was full, like like Thirty Rock is a full, like NBC's full union. Right. It, it was wow. really, it was really intense. Yeah. That's so crazy. They were yelling at the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not. I mean, it's it's is it, is it yelling? Or right. Just, just them, New York. You know, like style. Are they like they're talking about the Yankees and like to <laughs> us in the same kind of right. register of the voice? You know, they miss. They need Jeta. Yeah. Did they? Did you see them eating lunch on like uh, one of those like beams <laughs> hanging over <laughs> New York City? <laughs> like <laughs> you're building it. Yeah. And, you're building the stage and the building. They build Thirty Rock yeah. and take it down every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're working overtime, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but there were snacks. Nice. Oh, I know. bet there must be amazing. Tell snacks. us about the green room there snacks. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a TV so we could watch 
There's cool. like a shared green room where everyone. Okay. Ooh. Could, you know, that's where Amy Schumer walked by and said, hi, boys. That's where it happened. I'm actually surprised it wasn't. Did she have her own room? She did. Yeah, okay, yeah. One. We all had our own ones, though. Ah. So we were like, you know, on par. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Natalie Morales was there. And she's from uh, uh, CSI. Uh, some I, she was like uh, uh, I can't remember she's an actress hmm. okay but she was like more nervous than we were but mm. she's like actually famous so that was kind of like refreshing mm. she like and there was no booze no booze allowed no. you can't get wasted before Seth Meyers you can't. <laughs> you can't and you know what a drink I hate to encourage it but a drink really would have helped I, I don't hate to encourage it. you don't have to be to drunk but like uh, one just to sort of take just the edge a single for one. a big none of you like did, did like a mission like I'm going out to Natalie to... so she did that, oh and 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 I was like you can wow. could we have done that <laughs> and it was like after already we were all ready to go yeah uh, wow yeah. did you get a fun swag like did yes. you get a mug or something I got a mug huh? and a, a tote bag okay and a t-shirt wow that's not bad yeah that's not bad. I All would have style, sort of thought, you know, I can't believe it. I kind of would have thought country. a big American late night talk show might give a robe or something. Well, it's something a bit more than a mug and a t-shirt. I mean, or that's a nice. A pipe. A nice pipe. A smoking pipe. Not, a, slippers. not, not for marijuana. <laughs> yeah, tobacco <laughs> only. Tobacco pipe. <laughs> Maybe a nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like in uh, the A set of Christmas. tumblers. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with scotch uh, stones, you know? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, mug. Mm, that's too bad. Wow. I put my guitar picks in the mug, though. I'm not running that one through the dishwasher. Oh, nice. interesting. Well, let's. Hmm. Are you a? Uh, how thick are your picks? Are you a flimsy picker or? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a thick picker. A thick picker. Wow. Yeah. Does that break yeah. strings a lot? Do you? Do you change them regularly? Or, oh man, I was. Uh, I I haven't changed. I, I have a acoustic guitar at home that really needs new strings. <laughs> I I use a like a, a nylon pick, oh, yeah. like six millimeters. Yeah, six, yeah. Whatever. The like. <laughs> the, the Jim, the little Dunlop, the gray guys? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, gray guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are my boys. But use a nice, thick, chunky one. Use an XL Jazz, Jazz 3 XL. Whoa. Pointy. Round does, on the on the. Does that eat through pointy. strings a lot? Or? Uh, no, my no my my uh, <laughs> the essential oils of my hands do that <laughs> plenty. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'm a disgusting mess. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, there's like a pick blog aggregator site that will yeah, yeah. find this episode. And... <laughs> So we're talking gear. We're talking uh, guitars now, James. You because we all uh, did. You ever take guitar lessons, James? I did. I did. did you? Take, I did for my friend Sean. From your friend Sean, were you? Did you take lessons as a kid? Yeah, I did. Um, and then I actually did my degree uh, in Whoa. in univer- in university uh, oh. in the in the in the in, old the old picking git fiddle. Yeah, in picking. Wow. So you can yeah. read music. In Not well, but sure, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, right. yeah, I can, yeah. yeah so yeah, you yeah. studied guitar at school. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. was that was that something that was like just an obvious route you 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 clearly had to go through, or was that a tough choice? Because so you know, if, if it hadn't worked out, it's a wild. No, it. I mean, it's not like it was going to work out if I studied history or whatever else I was going to study. <laughs> you know what true. I mean? Like you'd be a millionaire. Yeah, I'd be so rich. Uh, um, I know about World War One and two, <laughs> Korea. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was it was actually kind of a thing. I ended up going to like a to Guelph, uh, oh. like a small program that was like oh. pretty like self directed. So it was oh. like not like a hardcore like conservatory style like in, in mm. at Toronto or or or. Cool. But we studied with I studied mm. with some of the same people and kind of like got into sort of like DIY in Guelph and and kind of like which was kind of a weird extension of like growing up like going to shows at at like you know, Rivoli and, and like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, big bop 
when it was there right. and like it, you know <clears throat> the 360 club which was down the way from Rivoli right like, um is is that like three gut record scene still happening in Guelph? Was that uh, what it was? It, it was that. Uh, yeah, I, I just saw that actually. Kazoo Festival is running its last, <laughs> last ever after like fourteen years. Do you or know something. about this? No, there was a like a literal like literal kazoo festival every summer. Well, something? they no, they, they called it Kazoo Fest, oh, I and I don't know if Mike, it was like you just got punked. I think I don't know. There was like a, a group. I don't know if it why they called it Kazoo. But yeah, it was like a DIY like that okay. explains why Mike was laughing and you were not because you're like why? Do you... <laughs> I thought I knew. Although, something. listen, I spent four almost five years in Guelph, right? And it would not I would not put it past some of the people in that town, and that's I mean that with clear eyes. The, the thing I know about Guelph, I had friends who went to university there. And they'd be like, oh, you know, there's the Aggies around. Oh, there sure are, The yeah. people who study agriculture oh, at Guelph, yeah. there's an agriculture. They call them Aggies? Yeah. They're Aggies. Aggies. Oh, yeah. And did yeah, you have experience yeah. wow. with Aggies? Sure, yeah. Do they have two? Like, oh, I'm studying agriculture. They're the kind of people, they're the kind of, you know, you know, at like a like a a, a, a bigger university, the engineers are the ones wearing their yep. jackets. They're always playing yep. pranks. They're all, and always wearing their jackets, yeah. right? They, they, the, the, the like varsity letter jacket. Yeah. That's what the Aggies did. So they, they, were, wear, they were those people. They wear a jacket that says like, I'm a farmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Effectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Them and the, and the veterinarians, the veterinarians were... Pretty serious. Really? Wow. Wow. Guelph. Uh, Guelph, Ontario. Guelph Small and Large Animal Clinic. Thank you very much. Really? Yeah. I feel like we're exposing uh, Guelph's dirty secrets here yeah, on this podcast. That's, that's all I've got. Um, I I took guitar lessons for a few years in, in different places, but my last guitar teacher, when I was like 12, he had taught in a place in, in Oshawa, is where I went to school. The Schwa. And <laughs> there was a place called Guitarzan. I took guitar lessons. Guitar Zen, yeah, yeah. Clever blend, like like jungle. Yeah, guys swinging around on a guitar. (laughs) Uh, It went out of business, didn't it? Went out of business, but then Tom, the guitar teacher, was like, "I'll, I'll teach you privately," and so it was in his his mother's basement. Tom finally didn't have to pay any commission, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I used at the time, I was like. Tom has it. Tom's so cool. He lives in his mom's basement where he's allowed to smoke a lot. He was always smoking and got to teach me guitar, and I was a, uh, never practiced. And I thought, like, that's the life. But now, as an adult, I think maybe it wasn't the ultimate life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, being an overpriced babysitter is effectively what you're doing when you're a guitar teacher Spoke, spoken from experience yep uh, so you've you've taught as i have well? yeah, yeah 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 i taught uh for a long time when like before we were touring full-time and right uh yeah mm. uh it's not the life i don't think it's the life <laughs> i don't especially that particular not that version of being in a basement in oshawa yeah i knew a I guy darts. i knew a guy in high school who was a guitar teacher and he was dating like a 40 year old woman secretly so, so he, he was had living it going the life, pretty well, and he, yep, right? yep. He was teaching guitar, and she was teaching him something else. Uh, <laughs> love. So, Steve, uh, we talked about this before the pod. You're big. You're big Jays fan. Sure. Big sports fan. Local sports teams. That's I am too. Very cool. And you were saying that you have done some stuff with like baseball's uh, Twitter account, Cut Four, the mainstream media. Yeah. That's so cool. Would you? <laughs> yeah, the <they> am. A, <laughs> um, would it, it would be so cool if you could parlay being in a rock band into somehow a sports 
side career. Yeah, I mean, or, or, or just main like, career. Yeah, a soft landing, like an yeah. incredibly soft landing. If <laughs> yeah. if and if and when it ends, sure, yeah, absolutely. Could you become the first baseman for the Jays? <laughs> I mean, that's who I emulated growing up playing baseball. Allrude, huge John Allrude fan. All right, you know? had to wear a helmet because he had a brain, brain something. something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 did he get bonked with a ball? No, or no, 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 no. It was like a it was like a a, a, a birth brain thing. In a loose yeah. condition. Thank yeah. you. That's the word. A birth brain. Thing. But birth brain. It, <laughs> but had he been bonked. He'd be in big trouble had he been bonked without a helmet yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Oh, no, he's been bonked on his birth brain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. But it's with the sweetest swing. Yes. Oh, whoa, that's actually what that song <laughs> the is. John Olroot. Yeah. Bono, huge Jays fan. Yeah, yeah. But only <laughs> only the bash, like the ball, what do they call it? No, Balco's the steroid company. Whamco. Yes. Whamco. White Alamar, Alamar Molitor. Carter Olroot. Yes. Whoa. You must have been really young in those World Series years. Yeah. You remember I was, them? I was born in 1988. Okay. So I would have been like five. It's like some of my earliest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of my earliest memories are like the the mid to late 80s Jays team. Oh, yeah, yeah. George Bell. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, Floyd yeah. Mosby, Dave Steeb. Anyway. Who is... There is a connection. Uh, we were talking about this, James, uh, before you got here, Steve. The guy who was a pitcher who was... In a oh, like yes. off season in a pop punk band, oh, uh, ten foot pole. Scott, Rizin- Scott Radinsky, right? So he- and Pulley, another band of his. Oh, as yeah, well. but he was like he played baseball. Then the off season, he tour and record with his pop punk band. I love <laughs> Which it. Which to me is, seems like a funny mix. But- <laughs> uh, but you know what though? Think about uh, he probably had enough money. Oh, for <laughs> and yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know, do was, like truly whatever you want. It was, it was, you said it was the nineties. Yes. So like they weren't were really concerned with off-season training. <laughs> you know, you could just take steroids. It was fine. <laughs> but like, imagine being four guys in a van, but one of them is worth fifty million dollars. <laughs> Honestly, I, that van, that van better be fucking great. That, tr- he travels I, separately. Yeah, yeah. I would be pissed if he's oh. like, oh, you guys got to take the Aerostar. I'm like, no, man. You, but I feel like that happens a lot. Like Russell Crowe has a band. Keanu has a band. Yeah. Johnny uh, Depp played on right. Be Here Now, the Oasis cocaine record. <laughs> he played on the Oasis uh-huh. record? Wow. I saw a clip of Ed his... Harris? Doesn't he have a band as well? <laughs> I don't know. That's hard to imagine. The Bacon Brothers. Bacon Brothers. I saw a clip of Johnny Depp playing guitar at a live show, and it was hilarious. Hollywood bad. Vampires? Yeah. Was mm. it that? But it was hor- like really... I mean, I don't know anything, and it was obviously bad. Uh, Phantom Planet, uh, right? Uh, Jason Schwartz. That's it. They're yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I like a couple of their songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they still together, the Phantoms? No, no. The residuals on that OC soundtrack, though. Right. What if they, if we start on this podcast a hashtag movement to have Phantom Planet reunite in time for Coachella 2020? <laughs> so it's Rage versus the Phantoms. <laughs> Whoever gets the biggest crowd wins. Music. Oh, that's a good idea. Who who did you um who were like your favorite bands or guitar players when you were younger? Oh, just a litany of embarrassing shit. <laughs> uh, like uh uh I did really love Fish. Wow. Oh, uh, you're a Fish guy. Yeah, yeah, I was a I was a a jam a jam rocker. Mm. Um not like Damian Marley, like, you know. <laughs> like, the cooler version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah jam yeah, rocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, definitely cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um uh I really did love um um I got really into like like country and bluegrass uh mm. like when I was like in grade 11 mm. and got really into like Doc Watson who's like a a blind 
acoustic guitar player from the Carolinas, like the Appalachian hmm. Smoky Mountain. Uh, and that was sort of a, a big one for me. Um, and I kind of fell backwards into jazz through like sort of bluegrass and, and jam rock, which is what I ended up kind of doing at school. Hmm. So can't, can you jazz? Eh. <laughs> I haven't in a, I haven't in a hot minute, you know, I'm, right. I'm more of a, like, uh, I prefer the Transac over the, the Rex. How about that? How's that? Oh. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Australian, uh, the Toronto's Australian, New Zealand, uh, social club. And they have, uh, what, like jam nights? They and, got a bunch of weird shit going on. Right. I, all the my time. friend would bartend there. So I would hang out. I had a breakup and I was so <laughs> depressed and I, my friend bartended there. So I went all the time and just hung out with him. I saw so much <laughs> weird experimental, Toronto experimental jazz to yeah. hang out with my friend. And some, some real like amazing, you know, I mean like, like you think of like someone like Sandro Perry who like kind of that whole scene is sort of where you, Sandro Perry will just kind of pop up and be right. at the Transact. Uh, but but yeah, so I was a little more like that rather than a kind of like straight up like dinner. But I did like dinner jazz, as it were. But I did mm. do like weddings and stuff when right. I was in school and, mm. and, you know, to pay rent. And I was living in Guelph, so I could do one wedding and pay my rent. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Imagine getting married in Guelph. Yeah. <laughs> Brampton. <laughs> you know? Who were your uh, sort of rock uh, influences that got you? Uh, yeah, definitely Trey Anastasio from Fish. Um, mm. uh, I, I did, uh, like, you know, Jimmy Page. Mm. Uh, Clapton for a while. Slow hand. Yeah, slow hand. Are you aware of, you must know, Eric Clapton's on, uh, sorry, Jimmy Page's ongoing beef with um, Robbie, Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams. They live next door to each like, other. Take that. Ro- like take that's Robbie Williams. They have mansions. It's like Jimmy Page's famous old mansion. He's lived in since the early seventies. He lives next door to Robbie Williams, and they're always in like the British press for like uh, Jimmy Page is like suing Robbie Williams because Robbie Williams wants to put uh, an in-ground pool into his basement, and Jimmy Page keeps like suing him petitioning like the whatever local council that it's like uh it's against zoning laws and it's going to ruin the value of his building and that he can't record in his house because of the sound of construction so they have this feud back and forth where robbie williams will like blast like pink floyd and dress up in a wig and like give jimmy page the finger and stuff (laughs) you gotta look it up (laughs) this is like really good this is like N- this is my favorite like NIMBY story <laughs> yeah. ever. This is amazing. Yeah. This is I w- like see we had the Margaret Atwood thing with yes. the towers. Right. That's not interesting. No. No, no. it's kind of boring. She's doesn't... not she's known for being quiet, but for Jimmy Page to be like keep it down is so funny. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And Robbie Williams just like leaning into it. Amazing. <laughs> just being like, "Yeah, whatever, man. I tore my skin off in a music video. Did you see that shit?" What was that? That's in the Rock DJ music video. That's Oh, a right. Bit of, a, bit of a deep cut. Right. Have you ever gotten a chance to meet any of these idols? Have you ever like, I mean, I guess you wouldn't have met Jimmy Page. Uh, Robbie Williams. Yeah, no. Robbie Williams. Uh, once uh, I was in catering at the same time as Mark Hoppus. Oh, from Blink-182? Yeah. Okay. Wait, you were in catering? At a festival. Oh, yeah. I'm so dumb. I thought yeah. you meant catering. Did you meet him? Uh, no. Oh. What, does Hoppus, <laughs> what does Hoppus eat? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You run into like, funnily enough, like it's it's been more like like uh, like comedians and, and stuff that, that kind of like, that end up kind of liking our band. So like, hmm. no, I've gotten to know like Chris Gethard pretty well, who, cool. who's like really an amazing, amazing comedian. Yeah. And, right. 
yeah, you know, people people kind of like that. Like, are there more uh, in the UK festival scene? Are having comedians part of festivals more? Is that more of a British thing than it is North America? Because I uh, always see like Glastonbury has like a full comedy tent or like I think you know honestly I think it's it's becoming like a little bit more prevalent okay. on both sides. So like uh, like there's a festival Boston Calling that we did actually met run the jewels at Boston Calling that was pretty mm, cool. Nice. They were super nice. Hmm. Two stone for the oyster bar. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, they couldn't. They just couldn't do the oyster. Too bar. much. Yeah. Was Bernie with them? <laughs> no. And what did not. his eyes look oh, like? Right. No. This was. This was. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but I guess like uh, so, Natalie Portman is like one of the organizers or like like talent booking people for this festival. <laughs> Boston she, Calling. Boston Calling. Wow. It happens at the Havid Yad. Um, uh, but she, I guess, like taps a bunch of her comedian friends. To, so like Hannibal Buress was there, oh, and like, wow. yeah, it was just like, but it's like a small, like it's not a big festival. But then like. So I guess there, there's kind of more of that where like people are are kind of starting to just be like, oh, I have whatever in school, uh, right. fun. Like, well, yeah, a cool. It's like a cool crossover. Yeah, we, we did uh, in the summer the North by Northeast uh, comedy tent on Young Street. There you go. And it was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there was re- literally no one there except other comedians. Quite right, literally. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but we got paid a little bit and then had a nice meal. There you go. That's right. I'm yeah. young. Um, well, is there anything else we wanted to uh, hmm. touch on? Let me think. Got... There's, so we talked about um, uh, music. We did. <laughs> talked about uh, sports. Mm-hmm. Jay, are you a Raptors man as well? I am, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we said this off mic yeah. um, while, you guys, while I was helping you guys decompress from your, your vicious <laughs> fleshlight, fleshlight issue. Oh, God. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I am quite a Raptors fan. Um and and I think it's sort of as a sport of the like big four and especially of the big three that are in Toronto has kind of become my favorite generally. Really? You know? yeah. yeah. I get it. I love baseball, but I think they've got the, with the analytics where everything is a strikeout or a home run or a walk. The three true outcomes, baby. Yes. It's become boring. And I feel like when I like ten years ago when analytics was getting going or whatever, I was like, Yes, why wouldn't you want the smart info? Pitcher wins are stupid. But now it's like that one and the game is more boring. And I'm like, oh shit, all these dumb beefheads ten years ago were almost right, maybe. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, look at these look at what these analytics people have done. They started stealing signs. Yes. The, <laughs> and you know what? All every team now is, has a front office of sort of shitty twenty eight year old Wall Street guys, and it's like, damn, I can't believe it. I was so I was so pro analytics. Yeah, and now go I'm back kind to of ruining like, the economy. <laughs> yeah, god damn it. Now I'm like, yeah. oh. may I ask how does I'm only vaguely aware of the story. Stealing signs as a thing. Are there like many hidden cameras? There was. Yes. Where are they hidden? Uh, I believe it was in the outfield. I, I think they might have even just been watching the game. I've heard of Angels Maybe zoomed in. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was. I can't. I can't. Angels in the outfield. <laughs> yes. Classic. Uh, and then Is they it were more of like a devil in the outfield. Devil yes. in the outfield. Well, and um, they were sort of kicking a a, a big can. Like a so trash the batter can. would know what the pitcher was about to throw. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Basically. And there are allegations that they had buzzers on that were buzzing the information. And I don't think they've proven that. But no. there's a really damning clip of. Altuve after a home run to win a series running to home base and being like like in a home run and being like don't tear off my shirt don't tear off my shirt 
Well, what if he was just ashamed of his nipples? Well, the reporter goes, <laughs> We've why all didn't... been there. We have all been there. <laughs> the reporter goes, why didn't, you want, why didn't you want them to tear off your shirt? And he's like, oh, my, my wife would get jealous. That's what he said. Hey, I don't you believe know, it. Have you ever dated a jealous girl? Not really. Right. Yeah, well, maybe. maybe. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think the Raptors, uh, do you think, I mean, I feel like they could make the conference finals. Again. Oh, yeah. They're great. It, how, how hurt were you this when Kawhi This is Sports Talk Radio <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. We, we've already caught you up on the, when, the last week of baseball Twitter. The week that Kawhi left leading up to that, all I thought about was Kawhi. And then when he left, I had a dream where I was sadly talking to him. That like ruined that entire... I was so sad when what he left. What did you say? Were you like, come on, Kawhi? Pretty much. What I was just like, say? I can't believe you did this. And what he did was he like, say? Sorry. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. All these businesses were going to give you free food. I know. <laughs> you, a multi, a many times over million. Yeah, you could get yeah free burrito. Yeah. But how satisfying. He left, and we're still really good. That's the, that A, and B, like, uh, like the like fever dream of whatever happened last year, kind of being like perfectly as like a narrative arc. Yeah. You know, as someone who appreciates a good ending to a story. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, satisfying. You couldn't, yeah, right. And he's like permanently mythologized here. He's a legend. Yeah. He came, was really quiet, funny, won, and left. And it was so interesting. I listened on an American sports podcast. They were talking about Kawhi going back to Toronto. And the guy was like, people still love him here. It's crazy. They're so nice. Like the, He's like a god here still. He came like, and helped the city. Yeah. And he moved and on. left to LA. <laughs> he's, he's like Andy Byward in the TTC, yeah. you know? <laughs> yes. Really, like. <laughs> Solved all the problems. Moved on. Yeah. Off to New York. One of, <laughs> off to be a coastal elite. Unbelievable. Can I ask, have you ever been on tour and been able to take advantage of like seeing games uh, while you're in a yeah, different yeah, city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, I saw the Raptors in Denver once, Ooh. which was cool. Um, I saw the Blue Jays in uh, play the White Sox in Chicago a, a couple of times. Um, you ever seen any footy? Uh, yeah, Europe? I saw Sheffield United and Manchester. Wow, uh, how was that? That that was great. That was just like a couple months ago. At in, Man- uh, in it was, Manchester? No, I, unfortunately not. It was not at Old Trafford. It, it was um, uh, in Sheffield, which, although a friend of mine told me, was about the most authentic English <laughs> football going experience that I could have. Lots uh, of men with shaved heads uh, chanting? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was wild. Uh, uh, there is nothing... I've not experienced a sporting event like that. Wow. You can't drink in the stands. Somebody told really? me that recently. Yeah. Is that to prevent absolute murder? From yes, taking place? I think so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So everyone gets totally hammered before the game, and then... I read this book... Among the thugs about football hooliganism in like the 90s, about people just like sort of free pissing in the stands because they couldn't be bothered or they were too drunk to go to the bathroom. It's, yeah. Did you see I, just streams of, of piss? I didn't the- see any streams of piss. <laughs> um, uh, uh, there were ch- like children and stuff. It's a little more, you know, they're not like. It having, wasn't a full on riot. They're not having like mass casualty events. Putting people in cages and right. stuff, you know. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was really like like something else, Intense. like this like song, like just knowing, like they like you know Annie's song by John Denver. Yeah, the Sheffield one of their like 
songs that they sing at the beginning is like uh, uh, with the lyrics modified to oh. like <laughs> like refer to like a local sandwich and stuff. Weird. And then, but this is one of the songs they sing at the beginning of the game. It's so funny because the English football, they it's like scary men chanting the wimpiest songs in the world, <laughs> like a John Denver song. Yeah. Or I think Liverpool is like, you'll never walk, you'll never alone, walk alone, which is like, like a musical yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. You're like, these are your fight songs. Are What's they? next? Like a Michael Bublé song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, We're or... opening up the Great American Songbook. <laughs> I brought my cousin from London to see like a uh, early September poorly attended Blue Jays game in a year they were out of it. Oh, outstanding! And he was so bored. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and he yeah, likes yeah. baseball, but he's like, what? Because there was like ten thousand people there. Yeah, yeah the game's like a meaningless game. And the games that you just don't need to be played. Yeah, and everyone's like, just sort yeah, of yeah, sitting yeah. there, whatever. Yeah, is there like a uh, a menace in the air at a, a football game in, mm. in the UK? Or? I did uh, absolutely the funniest part, and I will never forget this. And not just because it was recently, but uh, like there was a, a non call on a on a Sheffield forward <laughs> with with the ball, and a Manchester United player tried to you know like tackled him and and won and got the ball back, and. Uh, as the referee said, you know, play on. And the guy over my shoulder to the left was just went, bloody monk bastards! And I was like, oh my god. Like, what? 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 Bloody, oh, Mank. Bloody Mank. Oh, I was like, bastard. bloody monk Whoa. bastards? Yeah, bloody Mank. <laughs> the monks are on the field. The, yeah, the bloody Mank That's so bastards. funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, do you really? Manchester's kind of nice, actually. Great music scene. Yeah. No, man. Maybe just leave yeah. Sheffield. Go hang out. Like, I know Sheffield has a good music scene, too, but. So, who, who uh, like, Human League are from Sheffield, Pulp, but also Def Leppard? Aren't they from? <laughs> I think Arctic Monkeys. Arctic wow. Monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 low key. Yeah, Where's Jarvis me? Cocker though. That's kind of your big, your big. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jarvis Cocker, and then Manchester has a, every other band from England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every effectively, yeah. Are you? Have you ever done a bill on a festival with either of the Gallagher brothers? Yes. Really, Ooh. Liam. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, into yeah, this. Yeah. Did you get to talk to him or spend time with him? No, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I might try it. Oh. We have him again on one of the. On one of the festivals coming up this year, I feel like Noel Amazing. would be less intimidating. To he would approach, be, but he'd be harder. I feel like he'd be harder to get to. Mm. Part of me just thinks that <laughs> Liam. I was a big Oasis fan as a kid. Uh, uh, yeah. So, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to stand. It was at Oshega, actually. Oh wow! And I, I got to stand on the stage because it was in Montreal, and everyone's just kind of like, while he was, ah, whatever, man, you can. Do that. <laughs> uh, How much of his? Oh, because I haven't seen him. Solo. How much of the set is like here's some new ones and here's like o- Oasis he's, hits. He's definitely you know for someone who doesn't want to re- reform the band, he's definitely uh, <laughs> he's, he's playing some some dudes. He's got a couple more records out though, so he probably will. He also he, has an an outstanding Twitter Twitter feed. Yes, I follow. Oh, yeah. him. he's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what does he always sign off with? Uh, as you were, as you XO. were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As and he says were. Noel has a calls him Potato Head all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because. They basically look the same. <laughs> they, yeah. Well, Liam does have a more of a uh, slender shaped, a slender, yeah. more yes. slender head. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I take back what I said. Oh man, that's why. But, but you yeah. saw Noel opening for Smashing Pumpkins. Oh yeah, sure, the, the high flying birds. Yeah, I did. It 
was okay. I mean, it was neat. To, he played some Oasis songs too. As he, I mean, he's got to get paid, right? You know? But I'm sure that when he played some High Flying Bird songs, everyone got more excited <laughs> and the response was bigger. Mm, yeah, I didn't really like it. It sort of it had a lot of like um, almost gospely backing vocals, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when he released the last High Flying Birds record. In uh, I heard him interviewed, and there was some TV performance where he. His band had a French woman playing like scissors into a microphone, and he was talking about it as if he had like, as if he was Kraftwerk. He was like, "This is cra- what other band has a has a bird playing scissors on a record?" And it's like, "Yes, I mean, okay." <laughs> He's a bird. He, he couldn't afford the musical saw. Yeah, he had. To- <laughs> but he thought he was like totally like blown everyone's minds. Yeah, Some, sometimes when people just say yes to you. That's what happens. Yeah. Just, yeah, we'll get her in when she's playing the scissors. <laughs> um, b- before um, we wrap up here, is it true that you are a public transportation fan? Or An like advocate. F- advocate? Yeah, absolutely. I, but also, I find it very interesting, too. I mean, and when I, what I mean, yes, is like uh, different subway systems around the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, James, you have a book of... Uh, I I've do. I've heard that you have a book of... Yes. Uh, we both do. That's why oh, I, that's why I recognize the spine. What's it called? Uh, Transit Maps of the World or something. I always <laughs> here's where find the, that Here's where the downloads are going to spike right now. Yeah. It's the only about, thing you yeah. brought. Yeah. Other yes. than the flashlight. I bring That's my, wild. Yeah, I bring my flashlight in the book everywhere. Yeah. You've been around the world. I've, I've seen a bit of this world. What's your top three subway systems in the world uh okay and hold I, nothing back i i do i love the london one is amazing yes just for the scope it's wild london is amazing and the best names yeah cock fosters piccadilly mud shoot <laughs> cock fosters i thought this, you were being serious for a second i was like yeah yeah piccadilly circus <laughs> no but there is one that's like this train alights at cock fosters <laughs> that's a real stop wow but so okay, um, London. I, I do like New York as well. Although ah. it's bit maligned lately. Yeah, New people York say City. it's it's going to cost tens of billions to fix it, mm-hmm. and there's all these delays and stuff. Yeah, Berlin is cool. Mm-hmm. The Berlin one is nice, right? Um, Which and, one and, do you hate? Uh, <laughs> Montreal. No, uh, <gasps> the no, silent I subway. I don't has, actually. It's, it's quite quite nice. Has rubber wheels. Whereas we have metal on metal, they have rubber wheels on metal tracks so it doesn't screech. That's true, they do. I'm going to burn Halifax right now because once I flew in and assumed there'd be some way to get from the airport to downtown, and there absolutely wasn't. Need a car there, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Or you take a like... Not like a, it's like a shuttle bus that costs a bit, but it was for like it was hours yeah. away when yes. I got there. You know, this, this, is just, this is why the airport in Halifax is so far from the goddamn city because they did some like research before um, they built it, and they're like, if we build it closer to the city because we'll have to chop down trees, the fog and mist will make landing very hard. So we should build it further from the city, but then they still have to cut down trees for it. And there's still fog and mist, and it's just very far from the city. <laughs> Sensible. For a small city, it's so far. Yes. But what a payoff when you finally arrive in downtown Halifax. <laughs> Theodore Tugboat, you know, he's right there. Right there. The Keith's tour. Uh, as much Celtic music as you can stand. Is it still the most bars per capita in any city in the country? That's what they like to say, oh. but also they have, it's full of soldiers. <laughs> yeah. It, mm-hmm. It sure is. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, 
What's your favorite subway system, James? Well, you know what? I'm going to throw out... I uh, How about that Up Express, the airport train? Oh, yeah. That thing's amazing. I know they might change it or whatever, but in Toronto, minutes. the Union Station to Pearson uh, yeah. airport train. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the best thing they've made here, I feel like, in ages. And mm-hmm. get this. The Eglinton Crosstown is connecting with Weston Station. So you c- if you live up north there, oh yeah. my God. you can go across Eglinton, protected lane. Yep. Right to the... Right to Weston. Oh my! This, this is, is this is cool. This is wonderful. Do you ever look at the website Urban Toronto? I sure, yeah. Of I course. do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Sp- are you a spacing magazine? I used to subscribe. Yeah, but I there stopped, you go. But I do enjoy. What reading is Urban it. Toronto? I, I don't know. It. Website that tells you all the sort of infrastructure they're making, and I don't know why I find it interesting. So when's call- your next committee meeting? Which one are you going to? <laughs> yeah. What do they call those guys who like at night they? crawl around and explore like the sewer or like they explore oh. like old tunnels and stuff <laughs> peeping toms peeping toms yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know you know how it's fine i don't know why i find that so interesting but i do and i read about it all the time yeah i don't know why i mean uh being away and, and coming home i think is kind of a thing where like you you sort i i sort of appreciate parts of the city w- way more and mm-hmm. then want to like tear my hair out about other stuff you know like yeah uh, and and transit is kind of one of those big things where you're like this city it's a again i we were talking about this but like a fairly livable city other than the price mm-hmm. of things um and i it's crazy to me that transit would be a political football mm-hmm. because it's just like it just will make it more livable like if we can yeah i'm really this is getting fairly boring <laughs> but i'm really surprised <laughs> we're gonna have to cut this just, <laughs> well Remember Doug Ford 10 years ago? Like, don't know. Subway's not for downtown. Don't put any subways downtown. And then he's now like pitching basically that subway. That's a pretty good Doug Ford. Thanks. Have a wobbly pop in the basement. Wobbly pop. How come that term didn't take off? Wobbly pop. You know what? Like sports radio callers will be like, we'll use terms like wobbly pop. I, I like to th- it doesn't make any sense, but I, I like to throw down an, an oat soda every once in a while. Oat an oat soda. soda. Yeah, have an oat soda. Beer, no oats really, but doesn't matter. <laughs> still you still get the oat you get the soda. gist. Is it true, just before we wrap up, and I know I've said that many times, <laughs> does Pop have more members of Slavic descent? Than most uh, punk bands, and I say that as a man who's ha- half of Slavic descent yes, myself. Yeah, yeah, we do absolutely. And uh, how? What percentage of seven, the band? Seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. So who's the one who's not quite a Slav? <laughs> Stefan, our lead singer, unfortunately. Do you lord it over him that he's not a Slav? <laughs> no, 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 no. We were we're we're Slavic, so it would be much more passive aggressive. <laughs> You're jealous. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> guilt. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, I can't believe you wouldn't ever. You don't. What do you? How do you not know cabbage rolls? Right. <laughs> so, know, like, what? Have you ever pressured him as a block to change his name, at least his sound? You mean Slavic? as some sort of like, like for consistency, like iron kind of curtain yes. block, sort of as a voting block or imp- like, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, you know, I think we're just sort of it's it's by osmosis more. Right. So now you know. Now he doesn't. He, his favorite store is Costco, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's definitely feels like his grandmother cooks the best food. There's like <laughs> tons of stuff that we're just seeing, right. kind of teasing out, you know. Has he developed a taste for goose fat? Uh, no, not yet. Remember <laughs> Even, you said, Mike, was it Slav or Hungarian that there's a Christmas tradition 
that that they they keep a fish in the bathtub and then it's cook a it? Slovak or Czech tradition okay. where it's like the week leading up to Christmas. You keep a carp in your bathtub, and I don't know how old this tradition is because I feel like they didn't have indoor bathtubs until quite recently in that part of the world. Uh, and then you would take it out while you bathed, and then put it back in. Then you would eat that for Christmas dinner. Uh, your bathtub fish. It, well, yes, hop on the road. It is it's standard. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, this has been wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, of Steve. Course. Thank you for and, having uh, me. And do you have any shows coming up uh, in, around? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll any be playing, big festivals? We'll be, playing, <laughs> we'll be playing your hometown of Ooh, Oshawa, Ontario. Okay. So that's the big news. That's yeah, the big yeah, headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, the, uh, that's a, a warm-up gig there on the, nice. on the uh, uh, 20th or 22nd of, of, of can, February. Can we put it this way? The Oshawa... Uh, sorry. Coachella is a come-down gig. From your headlining appearance in Oshawa. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that just to to to, to really kind of even out. The yeah, nerves. the high, the previous um, high. Yeah, yeah, we're we're and then we're doing Peterborough in February as well, and nice. Buffalo, New York. Hey, hey, the home Amer- of the Goo Goos, the home of Cannibal Corpse, an American city, as it says on the sign. Right when you drive into town, really, an American city. Just in case you were confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and pup the band, and and what and what's your Twitter? Um, uh. Uh, it's all pop the band. Me, me personally, uh, it's just Sladkow S L A D K O W. We'll link cool. to it in the show description. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun to chat with you. That was awesome. Thanks so much. See you soon. Take care.